Hello. Hi. And welcome to Shared Interests, the podcast where a couple shares their interests of the week with each other. I'm Felicia. I'm James. This is episode eight. It is. Eight. I'm excited for my stories today. What do you got? It's like we we were saying earlier. It's it's been a busy week. It has. There's been a lot to choose from. I know. What do you got? A lot for us to talk about. Um. Okay. Well, I have to talk about the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift situation. Naturally. Okay. Um. And then I'm going to talk about a little inside joke among friends that turned into a little food pop up in New York City this week. I did you hear I about this? I have seen this story. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. You go first because I think I've gone first. Okay. The last couple um, of times. What, sorry, I didn't even ask what you were. I'll start. I have a tech story and a sports story. Okay. Um, we'll start with. I want to do a little recap, just a quick one, two, three of Facebook now Meta's connect 2023 event that they had just happened over this past week um some interesting (laughs) stuff was released by mark zuckerberg was this like um tech week or something like there was um there's also that tech conference that had a lot of media coming out of it called code i think oh maybe the Uh, ex ceo was there and she like uh, did not do well she did not do well in her interview sorry but she doesn't seem very likable. She doesn't seem like she fits at all yeah. with the ethos well, of Twitter. That's kind of what hap- came out of Like, it was just a weird interview. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Um, Go ahead. Along the same lines of tech CEOs I don't like is Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, but Lizard I will man say, himself. I will say in the past two or three years or so, I have been coming around slightly on Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Or at least I think he means well Mm -hmm. maybe um i don't know but i still don't trust him or use any of his products or anything like that but the products he announced at this keynote were were interesting um first uh they're coming out with quest 3 have you ever used the quest that's not a video game it's the vr headset no i haven't by oculus which is owned by meta right Mm -mm. um so this is the third iteration. Yeah, it's technically the fourth because they also have like a pro version. Um, but this yeah. was this was what they did the interview with that we were watching. That was with the pro version, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, basically the same device. Um, so that's coming out, and it's just it has. They were talking about the on that interview that you mentioned. They were talking about the pass through. This is an interview Mark Zuckerberg did with Lex Friedman. Yes, it was... uh, On YouTube. Yeah, so they must have recorded this interview a week or two ago or something like that. um, And just they coordinated it to also drop on the same day as the Mm -hmm. keynote. And it's Lex in Austin, Texas, and um, Mark Zuckerberg in San Francisco, I think, doing an interview live, not live, but in real time, face-to-face using the quests goggles and headphones mm-hmm. and in the metaverse yeah not i think the metaverse is dead i don't think there's such a thing as the metaverse anymore but <laughs> but like they were um it was sort of like facetime on steroids yeah like you could see their whole their whole faces yeah, were like they, their whole 3d was, superimposed like very realistic looking rendition rendition Yes, like of a, them. A, a 3D photorealistic digital avatar of somebody that yeah. is like spot on. Not perfect, like 
pretty yeah. pretty but damn close really, though. If you didn't really like, close. if you didn't look, know to look for mistakes, I don't think that you would think you would think that there were two actual like video. Like yeah. you think it was live video of them he talking. He opens the interview in a full right. So the interview is the conversation is conducted and they're just heads, right? They don't just have floating, yeah, floating head and shoulders in a black space, right. right? I think maybe they see a table in front of them or something like that. Don't have arms or legs. But when Lex gave the introduction that he always does to his podcast, it was a full body 3D avatar. Okay. Right? So they're definitely working on it. But I think it doesn't, they can't do capture it in like real time. Right. I think. Okay. Um, and like they say, you have to like go to the, at this point, you have to go to the meta offices in San Francisco and like get a scan. Mm. Okay. So it's not, it's not, it's not quite available. No. But he says they're working towards just being able to do it with your phone, right? Like hold your phone up in front of your face for a couple minutes, say a couple phrases, make a couple expressions. Uh, kind of like how your fingerprint does it on your iPhone yeah. or on your Mac, right? Like you press this finger down in this direction a little bit, right? And it picks up this point. Okay. Um, I guess face ID works the exact same way, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that was interesting. That was just the interview, right? We haven't even talked about the keynote yet. They announced, I don't know exactly what they're called. They're called like Ray-Ban Visions or something like that, mm -hmm. where they're like, you know what they remind me of is Snap Spectacles. Do you remember I remember those? those. Yeah. I remember my cousin Gally got a free pair of Snap Spectacles and they were not very good. They <laughs> they were very like nobody. They they were not ever a thing that everybody had. Like no, they were everybody bulky. knew somebody who had them, and they're like, oh, cool. But like it really they looked a little weird. Wasn't that they also had like intuitive. They had like a yellow circle yeah. around the camera, right, which was clearly identifying. Whereas these basically just look like, especially if you get the all black pair. So they, they are just look like red band glasses, like um, AR. No. Yeah, AR glasses, right? I yes. Augmented reality. Augmented reality glasses. They can do things like translate signs in real time for you. Um, you know, give you directions, give you instructions. They come with Meta AI built in, which is like their virtual assistant, right? They're launching a virtual assistant, basically to rival Siri, mm -hmm. Google, Alexa, and yeah. Uh, How much are they? Two ninety nine, three hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. That is way less expensive than I thought they'd be, considering how much a pair of Ray Bans is. A pair of Ray Bans run you a hundred and fifty to two hundred bucks. They have like five speakers and microphones, a couple cameras. Um, I wonder how good it is. I don't know. Like I said, this will be the third attempt at smart glasses, like the third notable attempt at smart glasses, right? We had Google Glass. Mm -hmm. Remember those? None have quite caught on yet. Yeah. And now these. Um, yeah. And like, so the other big announcement coming out was their AI developments. Um, not only like their virtual assistant meta AI, but they're also, they've like signed contracts with certain celebrities to replicate their likeness, likeness in AI. Snoop Dogg and Kendall Jenner are two examples where like you can have a chat bot, like you can go and chat with Snoop Dogg, an AI version of Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's like, that makes me feel icky. Like for Snoop Dogg. Yeah, like if I was one of them and well, I like signed away my likeness. Yeah, 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 obviously. So, like, he kind of knows about it, right? It's, this is like is that freaking Black Mirror episode that we literally just watched. They were talking on um, 
Lex on the on the interview about how it's difficult because you don't want the AI to say something that the real person wouldn't, right? Or like the real person really doesn't want the AI to say something that you know he wouldn't, right? right. To like give someone a false impression that they believe something, or, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Fascinating. Like I said, I I don't trust Mark Zuckerberg. I'm still waiting for him to fight Elon Musk in the Coliseum. I'm waiting for that to happen. Uh, I am. Uh, my money's on Zuck for that money or for that fight. Ten times out of ten. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elon's got size, but Mark's like trained in jujitsu now. Uh, I just can't imagine either of them ever looking coordinated. Period. Mark's like ripped now. He's like gone Bezos almost. Yeah, but he's like. He is still nerdy. And like gawky and awkward. Yeah. Um, but some of this tech looks really cool. Like I said, I'm not going to use any of it. You probably well, it'll be interesting to see like VR VR headsets are really cool, and there's something that been that have been around for a bit now, but haven't really caught like they've caught on a little bit in terms of like um, being in uh, the consumer's household, but they're not like as pervasive as the phone. Like th- I think that that's what they're trying to do. And the same, same thing that you were saying with the um, AR sunglasses, like this is the third iteration of that. The first two were like kind of successful, but they didn't catch on enough to make or improve the technology. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how both the VR headset and the AR sunglasses are reviewed by like the normal consumer. The price point is really surprising to me. I, I expected the AR glasses to be like a thousand dollars, and I was like, "That's just not attainable for the average consumer." But three hundred dollars is. I don't know. I don't know how many average consumers buy three hundred dollars sunglasses, but they're more no, like they're but, like an Apple Watch. But like, if you think That's about, I'm just saying, like, a, a lot of people buy Ray Ban sunglasses. A lot yeah. of people have no problem spending two hundred dollars on sunglasses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, if, you know, another hundred bucks for it to have that really cool technology, it's, it's, it's surprising to me that that is that cheap and that, you know, affordable. I expected it to be not that $300 is super affordable. One of my favorite things about the Quest is that it doesn't require like another console. It's a wholly integrated system. That's cool too. Yeah. Um, For example, PlayStation, in order to use the PlayStation VR, you need a PlayStation, right? Right. Um, Most VR sets are like that, but they're becoming more. Um, wholly integrated. I don't know yeah. what the exact word is, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought cool. that was fun. Okay. The keynote looked really fun. It was like a, it was like an Apple keynote, but brighter and outside and more colorful. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Like a happy, not like a black void. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not like black and. Uh, um, okay, so we have to talk about Travis Kelsey. And Taylor Swift. I literally think we were talking about it on Sunday, and I was saying there's no way they're together. He's been running uh-huh. his mouth way too much. Like yeah, you said, yeah. It and was I Sunday think morning. less than ten minutes later, she popped up on the screen and yeah. was at the Kansas yeah. City game. Uh, what, People went wild. Scott Hansen from Red Zone was like, you, "We're gonna cut over to Kansas City for a special you will never f- believe yeah. who was at the game for a special <laughs> fan or something." And I was like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "What did you?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I wanted, obviously like this story has been absolutely shoved down everyone's throats and like totally dissected. So I didn't really want to talk about the fact that she was there because that's all that's been talked about. What I did want to talk about was like the Taylor Swift effect that 
her like all the jersey sales presence had on the game. Let's yeah, go for it. So Give I the put together some yeah some um, statistics, if you will. First of all, I did find out that um, half of the NF half of the audience NFL audience is women who watch the NFL. Did you know that? How, Before how Taylor Swift, how do you Swift. think they collect that information? I don't know. Because so many people watch it together. Right, like, and I think that that's a lot of it too. But like um, how many? Like maybe they asked what percentage of people watch it with their wives or certain yeah. others or something. I don't know. Maybe so, sexist me to assume they don't just ask women. But. The Chiefs saw a nearly threefold increase in sales in a 24-hour window what for sales? Chiefs home games on StubHub. Tickets, okay. Yes. Surprised um, they're not completely all sold out already, but. Well, the Chiefs-Jets game, which is happening tomorrow, I think, is completely sold out. Is it in New York? Yes. Yeah. And she's expe- expected to be there. Um, if she doesn't show up. There'll be a lot of disappointed people. The, del- the largest demographic increase for the Chiefs-Bears game was among women ages 18 through 49, jumping 63% week over week, even as the NFL has long enjoyed a roughly 50% female audience. There was a nearly 400% spike in sales of Travis Kelsey's jerseys on uh, the NFL Shop website on Sunday, placing it in the top five best-selling NFL jerseys. He gained 300,000 followers on social media. I think this is specifically talking about his Instagram account, which is more than what he gained when he was when he won last year's Super Bowl. Ah. Um, his podcast that he has with his brother, um, Jason Kelsey on the Philadelphia Eagles called, called New Heights, New Heights was ranked the number one podcast this week. They did. I did listen to it and they did briefly touch on Taylor Swift coming, but he's mostly keeping their relationship or lack thereof private. I just feel bad for him. Like, he asked for it and he said that though. Yeah. He, he put it out there that he wanted to date her. Like he was running his mouth. Like I said last week, like he's asking for it now. This is how it works. Um, she is expected to attend this week's Chiefs Jets game. Uh, a representative from Game Time said vendors saw a spike in Chiefs Jets ticket sales from 7 to 10 p.m. on Wednesday, the window immediately after the news broke that Taylor Swift would be at the game. Average ticket prices rose 43.6%, jumping from $428 a ticket to two, to $627 a ticket before tapering off. Yeah, the Taylor Swift effect. This is the best thing that's happened to the NFL in a really long time. Since Tom Brady? Since Tom Brady came out of retirement and went to the Buccaneers. You think so? Yeah. I would even argue to say that this has had a bigger effect. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, it's just been one week, though. Yeah, and, and look what Can it's done. Can Swifties keep it up? Done in one week. Can Swifties watch football yeah. for the next 12 so, weeks or however many weeks are left? She 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 doesn't do she really doesn't do interviews. Um she doesn't really like do TikToks like she um the only time that we get to see her is when she's on the Aeros tour, which has been so nice because she's been on this Aeros tour and people like film it so you get to see a lot of interaction with her, but outside of that She's not like out and about. She's not going on talk shows. She's not doing any of that. So to know that she's going to be at this game and to like get to see her a little bit, I think is what the Swifties like eat up. Yeah, it's super weird, man. It's like, have you ever, have you, I don't know if you've heard the rumors or if this has even been confirmed true, how she like leaves places hidden in like suitcases and 
popcorn machines and it's stuff like that. It's almost and... yeah. It's so it's kind of confirmed that she um when she gets wheeled into the stadiums for her Eras tour, she's in like they always have this like super tall and skinny black box that looks like sound equipment or something. Uh-huh. But everybody think thinks it's her. It. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's such, like, a, an unfortunate life. Like, people chasing you literally everywhere you go. That sounds awful. I like. agree. I, w- I think that it's it has to be so isolating. Like, you cannot go anywhere. Yeah, I know. Like, you can't blend in. Ever. I like, don't know. I suppose she could wear a disguise. Well, yeah, she think could. she does she's, that? You think she's, she ever puts on a disguise and, she, like, goes out in the world? and Maybe. She's my height, though. Like, she's... she's. So, so I think she already, like, when she walks around, she's a six-foot-tall like, woman. She draws attention. She ar- already draws attention. And then she has a very iconic look. So, like, yeah, if she, like, put on a wig or, like, tucked her hair up in a hat, I think she could probably get away with it for a little bit. But I do think somebody would notice. Interesting. But isn't it just fascinating, the numbers? Yeah. She, yeah. Like I said, Taylor Namas. She can, like... I'm interested to see how... She can make or break you. Um, the... How it keeps up. Exactly. Like, if the like, numbers like Swifties this... Can Swifties keep this up for another 12 weeks, and then just the playoffs start? That's just the regular season. But also think about... Um, nobody knew she was going to be at the game. Right, it wasn't confirmed. Correct. He, until he had like, like that been, morning. Like I said, he had been running his mouth, and then all of a sudden she was at the game, and I then everybody tuned tickets. in. Do you even so think nobody... she got tickets, or do you think she just like showed up <laughs> and she's like, "I'm I'm Taylor Swift, let me in." No, she showed up the night the night before. That was his sweet box too. That's what, Travis. Kel- that's what the Kelsey. Do you mean she showed up the night before. She flew into Kansas City the night before. Yeah, but do you? T- I mean, to the stadium. Like, how do you think she got the ticket? Do you think she just bought the ticket? How no, do you think I think she got into the I think box? her and Travis Kelsey have been seeing each other for a, a, like an extended period of time. Maybe a couple weeks. I don't think that this was their first date. Huh? Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Um. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see like what. My point is that. She wasn't confirmed to be at Sunday's game. She was, and look at the numbers that came out of it. Imagine how it's going to be now that the Swifties are prepared. Now that the Swifties know. I'm scared. I'm nervous for Sunday. Uh, what? When is the game? Um, I don't know. Jets game. Tomorrow at 8.20 p.m. So it's All a late right, night Sunday game. night football. All right. It's going to be fun, I think. Yeah. 8.20, only one team plays in that time slot, right? Or two do? I think so. Sometimes they put a second game up. On Mondays, I think they've been putting two games up. The other thing I read that the NFL is excited about with Travis and Taylor dating is the fact that the chiefs are one of the teams going overseas to play a game this year. I think they're going to Germany. Yeah. Um, and they think that that'll push ticket sales internationally and get people to tune into these international games. I think you're absolutely right. So, uh, I'm pumped about it. All right. I also got a sports story. Go for it. The Ryder cup is this weekend. You ever heard of that? Not until you told me about it this morning. It's a golf tournament, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the World Cup for golf, a little bit. I saw it. it was like countries. 
it's USA versus Europe. Okay. Right? It used to be USA versus Great Britain, but the USA trounced Great Britain oh, every like, year. We need to get. And so they started going outside of uh, outside of Great Britain to the rest of Europe. Um, unfortunately, this year the United States is getting trounced by Ouch. Europe. It's not going well. Uh, we, I don't think we're mathematically eliminated yet, but we don't have Rory. Exactly, Rory's on the European team, right? Not the captain. Um, captains don't play. Is it just over this weekend? Yeah, so it's a three-day tournament. It's biennial, so it happens once every other year. Mm-hmm. It's been going on for almost a hundred years, I think. Wow. Uh, yeah, it began in 1927, 96 years ago. Um, it's a massive business. Average around 2.7 million viewers per day. Uh, middle of a 15-year, $444 million television year deal with NBC. Tickets cost $50 to $1,400 on the primary market. Mm. Fans can pay two to ten times as much on the secondary market. Uh, the merchandise shop is over 40,000 square feet offering a thousand different items, uh, including stuff from Rolex, BMW, Titleists, Polo, Citibank. None of the players are paid, though. It's uh, totally free. They get like a, a clothing stipend for a formal dinner and okay. like travel stipends for their family and tickets and stuff. Are they not paid? Are they, they're not all like professional golfers. They're all professional golfers who have a lot of money, right? So they don't need to get paid. Okay. Right. Um, but some of the Americans are complaining about not getting paid because some mm-hmm. of the some of the best Americans don't play, right? Um, because they don't want to. Because they don't get paid. Both. Um, also, keep in mind this is set across the backdrop of. Live versus PGA still, mm, right? So that is all thrown into this as well. Phil Mickelson's not playing this year, right? There's only one live golfer playing in the Ryder Cup, Brooks Kepka. Um, and that's because he's like a fan favorite, I think. But the PGA really doesn't want anything to do with live. Mm, okay. Um, so that, that complicates everything. It, it's in Rome, Italy this year. Like I said, I'll pull up some stuff about the golf course. Um, it's Marco Simone Golf and Country Club in Rome, Italy. There's only 325 golf courses in Italy, and this one is relatively unknown. Mm-hmm. But it just underwent a $15 million renovation, and it looks awesome. Like I said, I was watching it this morning. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, the 18th hole is the longest closing par 5 in Ryder Cup history at 597 yards. Um. Also, like the grounds crew, one of the captains is an Australian shepherd named Ryder. A dog? Yep. Little puppy. Does he like tell the team like, all right, I think you should use the wedge on this one. Golf super, the Marco Simone, the golf club's golf superintendent is a woman named Lara Arias. She's worked on previous Ryder Cups and speaks four languages, which is necessary to communicate with her 120-person staff from all over the world. Uh, And she also has an Australian shepherd named Ryder, of course. Ryder spends most of the day running alongside Lara's golf cart or swimming in the ponds, so keep an eye out for her while you're watching TV. That's cute. Yes. uh, It's fun. It's just like a fun tournament. Like I said, Europe is kicking America's ass this year. 
America's not happy about it. Um, they took literally the worst loss. It's like a bunch of matches. The scoring is ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. There's like 12 players per team. There's like eight matches a day and different pairs and foursomes and different rules, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's very complicated, but it's just a lot of fun to, all f- to watch. Um, and uh, the USA, Brooks Kepka, that guy I said uh, on from Live, was talking some trash about one of the Spanish golfers who is one of the best golfers in the world, John Rahm, um, calling him a baby or something like that because he was upset. I also think they're kind of friends and they're just like jawing at each other a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but and then Brooks Kepka and his teammate uh, went out and literally took the worst loss in Ryder Cup history. <laughs> like, got Grouch. so it, there's uh, when you play if when you're playing like match play, if the team is up, you can only each hole counts as one point, right? So if a team is up more points than there are holes left. The match it's is gone. Over, yeah. Right. And they, they, fin- the Europeans, it was Victor Hovland and another guy whose name is like Agard or something, who's like a rising phenom. They're both from like the Nordic region, right? They won nine and seven, which means they were up nine points with seven holes left. Okay. Right. And just smoked them. Ouch. Like, they literally played half the course, yeah. basically, and beat them so badly that they didn't have to play the back nine. Um, it was brutal. So if the American, there's still one day left. If the Americans come back and win this, it will like be the greatest comeback in golf history. Probably won't happen. Mm. Tiger Woods is noticeably absent. Mm. Um, just because he's getting old, I think. You know, he's obviously not playing. He's but he's not even coaching, right? Like. Uh, like I said, no Phil Mickelson. One of the guys on the U.S. team is, like, really upset that he's not getting paid, and so he's not wearing the Team USA cap, right? Um, the uniforms but you still want to cool. play. You're like, I'm going to be mad about it. Yeah. Well, you get a lot play. of exposure and stuff, which I think is kind of – Then, like, be in it. Yeah, Either don't right. play because you're mad about not getting paid or do play and, like, be a part of the team. Like, yeah. But, what like, is the, that? the team is in shambles right now. No. It's really it seems like it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm gonna, like I said, it's beautiful golf. It's beautiful weather in Rome. I'm, I'm going to put it on once we're done. Just like have it on the background. It's great. That's what I got. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about Mayron's Steakhouse. Mayron's. Yes. Go for it. You said you heard about this a little yes, bit. Yes, I think I just saw a headline about it. So um, if you were to go onto Google Maps and zoom into New York City and zoom into Manhattan and zoom into the Upper East Side, you would um, you could come across a steakhouse called Miron Steakhouse. Um, and despite its name, it's actually not a real steakhouse. It's not a real restaurant at all. Um, Where is it on the Upper East Side? Uh, I want to say it's in the 70s, between like third and second something around there not important um i don't think it i don't think it exists anymore it closed down i don't think that Health the code violation i think that google got rid of it when this story came out but you'll 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 hear why so basically um a group of friends group of 20 somethings um who are all roommates they were living together on the upper east side um and as a joke on google maps they renamed the house or the building that they were living in um miran steakhouse 
Iran is a friend of theirs. It's unclear why they named it a steakhouse. They don't really say like if if Moran liked to cook steak or like why, but just as a joke, they renamed their building Moran Steakhouse. Um, to keep the joke rolling, they also um, started leaving fake, albeit excellent, reviews of the fake restaurant. Um, and the prank went even further, and the group ended up creating a website for this fake steakhouse. With a website, rave reviews, and an actual location on Google Maps, New Yorkers actually thought that this was a real restaurant and could go onto the website and request a reservation. Um, the wait list ended up growing to 900 people long. Uh, the friends who saw that this was happening decided to capitalize on the opportunity and create a one-night-only one night pop-up steakhouse event for 140 people that were on that wait list they rented out a venue this was last saturday night oh i thought they did it in their apartment no they didn't because it was 140 people so they rented out a venue i, know, I, I think thought, it was i thought they like had a loft or something um like that. it was close i think it was close to where the location was okay. but they rented out a venue they planned and cooked a four course meal um with a theme that was um the theme was the life cycle of a cow the menu included a mixed grain salad with lemon dressing, bruschetta with mozzarella, a ribeye with rosemary potatoes, devil's food cake, and angel's food cake. Um, all of this. It's a very well thought out menu. Yeah. All of the quote unquote staff were friends of Moran and the original group that sort of created this inside Did joke. Did Moran make an appearance? Yes. Yeah. He was there. Um, they also like really leaned into the theatrics of it all by having um, one of their friends like fake propose to somebody. Um, they had people, some did, of their... Did the customers know? Like, so, yeah. Yeah. I'll get to that. They were so, told about it. Uh, they had a fake proposal. They had some of their friends standing outside with signs to make it seem like there were famous celebrities inside, um, like yelling, they were really yelling out like Drake's name and stuff like that. Um, and then they also had photoshopped images of Moran with different celebrities, like <laughs> based on the wall. Um, so some of the These attendees picked up on the fact that it was a joke and this wasn't a real steakhouse. And this was anyone mad? Were they mad? Uh, not that I've heard. I'm sure some people were. Um, others were just confused. It's like, what was going on? Why there was this fake proposal? Why are there like people outside? I would have that so um, if I figured it out. But they made it happen. I would and have like, told you to like, throw wine in my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Storm out. <laughs> but, it, I mean, I think it's uh, funny that this like stupid, silly little inside joke. True American ingenuity. Yeah. That's great. Did they make money? Like, what, how did, are they going to do anything else with it? What's I don't the, think so. Where are they now? Um, it just happened last Saturday, so I, I don't think so. I mean, this that website is still. Aren't they like programming students? I think aren't they uh, and software engineers? Yeah, students? yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they have like real jobs. I don't think they're students. But, oh, okay. I thought they were students. But I do so. think they're like twenty three, twenty four years old. Um, and That's awesome. Yeah, it's just... You have an amazing story to tell for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. That doesn't even sound real. Oh, no, it sounds like a like a plot of a TV show or something. Like yeah, an yeah. Like an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Or like or It's Always Sunny. Yeah, like, like that yeah. just... You took the joke and you were just like, let's just keep going. Valley. Let's keep like, going. Let's yeah. keep going. <laughs> but if you go on the website, you can still sign really up. Good. Yeah, exactly. Can we get a reservation? Get on the wait list for a reservation, yeah. That's awesome. I'm sure the wait list is much longer than 900 people now that... Um, it's been covered That's by the so media. Cool. They should. They got to capitalize on it in some way. They should. But honestly, the food looked good. They showed the food. Like it looked. 
I'm sure they're thinking it like they don't stop here. I'm sure they're thinking of a way to capitalize on this more. It could be like a cool marketing pop up. Ghost kitchen or something like, like that. Like just do like, it like a couple times a year. Morons wings. And just like have the weird theatrics of it be like part of the reason why people go. Like they don't know what's gonna happen. Um just like instead of next time it just being like a fake proposal and having people outside to make celebrities make them think celebrities are inside, like make it even even wackier. Like really lean into it all and lean into the fact that half of the people there, if not more, think that this is like a genuine it could be like high a, class it's like a bank pop up restaurant. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like like it's all like some it's marketing like a social commentary. <laughs> yeah. Like an artistic experimental event, you know? That's awesome. Just good, like a fun. When I when I read that story, story or when I came across that story for the first time, I I really thought good for those guys. That, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Our shared interest. We are having a little um, at home date night. It's been a while since evening. we've done this. Yeah. We are going to make some homemade pasta homemade together. Homemade pasta. Yeah. Pasta um, and so. I've we've made homemade pasta together before. I've made homemade pasta thousands plenty, of times. Plenty. Um no you can't read it. Okay. But your your mom actually sent me this book called Pasta by Missy Robbins. Missy Robbins owns um a couple different well respected pasta Italian restaurants in New York City, one of which is Lilia in Brooklyn. Um What's it called? Lilia? Lilia. Um they are I've actually never been, always wanted to go. That's not where I we actually went, right? a, no applied to be a hostess there when I first moved to New York City. Oh, didn't get it, though. Uh, I didn't want it. Uh, too good for it? No, it was... Um, I was is interning. Is it a stuffy restaurant? Is it like a... It's a little uh, Instagram trappy. Okay. Um, and I, I think it's kind of like Carbone in the fact that like people are obsessed with the name and I think go to it for that. And I think sometimes they're disappointed, but I can't really familiar. speak to it because I can't... I've never been... But I wanted to quiz you a little bit. Oh, okay. On I'm some pasta. So in this book, this book is great. If you are like really into pasta making and you want to learn how to make all the different shapes and you want to learn about sauce pairings and you want to learn about cooking pasta in, like they do in restaurants, this is an incredibly thorough book to buy. It's just called Pasta by Missy Robbins. Um, but in it, she has some rules to cook by for pasta. Um, and I want to true or false. Okay. I'll, I'll read a sentence. I'll say true or false. And you tell me, wait, I don't understand. So are you going to like, obviously all of these are true. So you're going to like twist. Yeah. Them. Yeah. I'll okay. either twist them or not twist them. Okay. Um, so you have to learn them. And some of them I, I agree basically with. Basically tell if you're lying to me or not. Some of them I agree with and some of them I don't. Well, I'm not going to be lying to you. I just, don't, it's not about you trying to figure out if I'm lying to you. It's about you if you know these pasta rules. Okay. Do not put oil in the water that you're cooking the pasta in. I put oil in the water. Mm -hmm. True. Do so you think it's true? She well, says... Well, I, I think it's true that you should put oil in the water. Why? Because it keeps the pasta from sticking together. Okay. She says, do not put oil in the water. Do you know why? Because it doesn't keep the pasta from sticking together. <laughs> <laughs> because this actually I don't agree with. So um, that is it's like a, a teaspoon. Like. That's that. Your reasoning is why people tend to put pasta oil in the water. Um, keep it from boil, boiling over too. That is not true. 
putting oil in the in the water will not keep it from from boiling over. But she says, um, learn that from Fez. The oil will coat the pasta um, and prevent sauce from sticking together no prevent sauce from absorbing into the pasta which is what you want when you put your pasta in with your sauce Um, i I actually don't agree with this i think like if you put a little bit of oil in pasta water it's not gonna coat the spaghetti so much that it's not gonna absorb the sauce and i really also don't think it helps it from sticking together at all because the oil sits at the top of the water and doesn't uh, I in my experience I've come that it does doesn't really make that big a difference, especially if like you're stirring. But I like agree. if I'm not able to stir it, I'll throw a little oil. I do think it's a total waste of oil though. Like I don't think you need <laughs> to put any in there. Well, sorry. Okay. Um, keep going. Actually, don't add your cheese till the end. Like once the pasta's served. This is considering... Um, I would not add my cheese to the end. Yeah. It's true. True. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Um, but she's saying if you add your cheese too early, it this like is... coagulates. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It'll clump up and it won't evenly distribute throughout the sauce. Um, the temperature of the water has to be at two different, two different levels of boil for different kinds of pasta. Do you mean like a rolling boil versus a regular? I don't know. What's a gentle a, boil? A gentle boil, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't... I would just always get a rolling boil. Mm-hmm. I, I can't... I guess ravioli, you would want a gentle boil, right? A softer pasta mm-hmm. that's like more delicate, you would want with a filling or something like mm-hmm. that. You would want a gentle boil. So true. Correct. Nice. Because... Uh, I'm, I'm much better at this than I Delicate, yes, yes, you're so smart. Delicate fillings, you don't want to pop out. And also, some of the fillings are filled with, some of the fillings are dairy and cheese-based. And if you put them in, like, too shocking of an environment, it'll curdle, which Ah. is disgusting. Um, That's kind of all. Do you want to read these and see if there are any surprising to you that's all that i can kind of like put how as many a, are there one two three four five six seven eight nine ten rules like the ten commandments of pasta of cooking pasta yeah do not drain your pasta i disagree with that well so she says to, to save the water um pull it out with tongs and put it in your sauce so that you get a little bit of that pasta water and then you can always add more just which, save the water just that's pull out a cup of water yeah but yeah. Dra- not draining your pasta sounds better in a headline <laughs> sounds more provocative yeah um, do not put too much sauce in the pan. That I agree with. I'm not too much sauce on pasta. The the pasta don't over sauce because yeah, I want to make sure that your pasta is good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, toss, My pasta is always toss, good. Toss, toss, toss. You have to be constantly moving the pasta while it's marrying. If you have more than two servings in the pan, use tongs to keep the pasta flowing around the pan in a constant motion. Um. Uh, she seems like she knows what she's talking about. She does. Those look really good. Yeah, I'm excited. We are making. What do we got? It's our menu. We are making. Uh, Is it anything from here? Specifically, I pulled. I uh, pulled inspiration inspired, from here. I went through. You can by. see where I kind of like. I earmarked the book where I found things I liked. But we are making two different types of ravioli. One is going to be filled with. Um, er, herbs and ricotta and Parmesan cheese. This looks like where the Ryder Cup is. 
Yeah. <laughs> Um, one is going to be filled with ricotta cheese and parm and herbs and um, served with a brown butter sage sauce. The second is going to be filled with creme fraiche, a little bit of parm and pork and served in a creamy caramelized onion sauce. And the first one's going to have pine nuts in it. Do you think we'll have anything to make that's not ravioli? I'm always down to, like, try a new shape, like, making a new shape. Sure. Make pasta. Do you think we'll have any dough? We can always make extra dough. We have plenty of eggs. Do you have a shape in mind you want to try? Uh, this, what's this one? Uh, cavatelli? Caviatelli? The little dimples? Uh, that's oriacetti. Oriacetti. Sorry. I don't know. Just... Like I said, I'd like you know to, you I would like to, I don't care so much of what the shape is. I would just like to learn a new shape, right? Like, yeah. You know, a little. Those are called little new, ears. A new technique or something. You take a butter knife, you take like uh, a little nubbin of dough and you take a butter knife and you drag it along to like stretch it out and then you flip it inside out and that's what makes the oriakete. There you go. Okay. Teach me the left. I'm excited. All right. That's all we got. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.